0: Basketball is Jordan Caroline, and you listen to Pac-Center.
1: What up, Wolfpack Nation? It is the host of Pac-Center, Garrett, here with my co-host, Austin. Uh, we are here to talk about the wide variety of Wolfpack sports happening on during the season. Nevada basketball is entering the uh, a nice stretch for competition. Uh, got two games upcoming against really good opponents in, in the Mountain West, uh, baseball Got off to a great start this weekend. Uh, softball had an okay weekend. And then we have some very exciting football news uh, to wrap up the show. But jumping into basketball, uh, basketball had one game this week. Uh, it was a nice week off for the team. Uh, they went into Laramie and defeated the the Cowboys. Uh, they put on an absolute beatdown of Wyoming, which was very good to see. Seeing how Nevada lost at Wyoming last year in overtime. Thank God we didn't wear those pink Starburst uniforms uh, like what happened last year. Uh, Chris, Mur- That's a uh, famous Chris Murray story. Nevada did get the win, 82-49. Um, not, not high scoring for the Wolfpack. Like, for the team, they scored a lot of points, but for an individual player, 14 was their highest in Trey Porter. Nevada did a very good job on defense, limiting... Uh, Wyoming to 20 points in the first half, 49 for the game. Justin James, a 20 plus point scorer, only had 16 on a horrendous shooting night.
0: Yeah, I think uh that was that was the main thing. It was uh Justin James on how, you know, efficient he's been all season um scoring for Wyoming and how he did horribly against Nevada and how well we shut him down. 4 for 16 um from field goals. 0 for 7 from the three-point line. He absolutely had a horror, horrible night, and um, that's just what Nevada basketball does. That's what our defense does best. Um, we shut down their uh, leading scorer, and we make things happen, but uh, on the offensive side, it's nice to see five players getting in double digits. The team's passing the ball around really nicely. Trey Porter had a great game um. Everyone played great this game. It was it was good offensively and defensively, holding them to you know 30 percent 30, uh, from the field goal. You know twenty five from three. We we played a great game, and uh, I'm excited to see them continuing to play great.
1: Yeah, but Nevada didn't shoot the ball that all that efficiently. You shot thirty nine percent from three. You two of nine, not great. Uh, you'd like to see those numbers. Uh go up. Traeshawn had his first double double at Nevada, uh and Twitter went wild. Yeah. That was great to see. Jordan Caroline sort of he shot fifty percent from the field, uh only thirteen points. He only got four rebounds, which is
0: concerning. Right. Yeah. I think I think our offense did really well. Um Treshawn Thurman, great job, double double in a first double double in a Nevada uniform. Um it, but I think yeah, I think our offense did great. I think we have a lot of room to grow still. I mean, even to this day. But I think we did. I think we did all right against Wyoming.
1: In a game where you out-rebound your opponent by twelve, uh, and it seems looking at the just statistics, it looks concerning. Even when it's not really, but Nevada only got to the line seventeen times, and I know that's a cause for concern because Eric Musselman teams like to get contact, especially this year's team. you like to get contact, get to the free throw line, get those free points. Nevada shot 11-17 of 17 from uh, the line, so a little bit concerning. Not About the amount of times he got to the free throw line, uh, you look at it, seven uh, 13 turner, turnovers. Again, the last two games for this Nevada team, we've really struggled keeping the ball.
0: Right, and it's not that the turnovers have gone incredibly out of hand. It is just a little bit of a spike that we usually see. Nevada usually is only turning the ball over eight to nine at most 10 times a game. So you know seeing them turn the ball over 13 times was kind of interesting. Uh, we were kind of neck and neck with them in the rebounding uh, category up until the later half of the game. I think that was kind of uh, attributed to you know how our offense was running. We had so many points off turnovers that we weren't really get we weren't really getting rebounds. It was more just transition offense which was fine, um, but I definitely think that was, that was the um, kind of neck-and-neck neck closeness of that rebounding game up until you know later in that second half.
1: Yeah, Nevada is one of those teams that's uh, towards the top when it comes to assist-to-turnover ratio. They're sixth in the nation in assist-to-turnover ratio, only turning the ball over 250 times this year. But it's just really concerning where the last two games they've kind of struggled. That was one of the key things we talked about in the New Mexico game turning the ball, the first loss, turning the ball over. So I'm sure Nevada's going to work on their the ball handling a little bit, uh, not get sloppy, especially the tough game coming up this Wednesday when they travel to San Diego. But I do think that although it's a concern, the number of turnovers, I don't think, like, you got to worry because not more, no more than one person had uh, three turnovers, and those two, those two people were Jazz Johnson and Jordan Brown. So uh, the primary ball handler, Cody, he only had two turnovers, so it's not, nothing to worry about. Uh, but it, it's interesting to see how the Wolfpack uh, distributes minutes as we get into the final final stretch of the games. Because do you play your players to the end? Do you not work? Do you not risk losing the game net ratings? It will be interesting to see how must handles these games, especially this is somewhat of a tough stretch. This is probably Nevada's toughest stretch within the Mountain West.
0: Right, I think it's a play or a game by game situation from us. There are certain teams where he wants to put guys out there like Nizre and Corey and give JB a lot of minutes, but there's also games where we're going to see typical Mus and he's going to be playing five to six, seven guys the majority of the game because you know we're getting down to crunch time. You know, one loss now can really, really hurt us in standings in the seating, Um, you know, come in a couple of weeks, Selection Sunday, so. You know, it's interesting to see what kind of lineup he goes with every night. But as these games, you know, at San Diego, we have a Fresno State, we have San Diego State again. At Utah State. At Utah State. So these games that are going to be more important for us in the long run, it will be interesting to see who he's going to play in the starting five and especially who's going to come off the bench, whether it's going to be a deep rotation that we saw against Wyoming or it's going to be typical must where he's going to see Six, maybe seven players.
1: Yeah, looking at the minute distri- distribution, Jordan Caroline only had uh, twenty-four. Trey thirteen. Uh, Cody with twenty, but then you look at the bench. Jordan Brown had twenty-one minutes. Corey Henson twenty-two. Jazz Johnson twenty-eight. So it's good to see that Nevada got production out of some of their bench units. Uh, Jordan Brown had six point six boards in twenty-one minutes, not bad. He almost had three fouls in those twenty-one minutes. You obviously don't like to see that. Jazz Johnson had twelve uh, points in twenty-eight minutes, four or five from deep. So you, you got to take this—the good with the nots, with the not so great—because Nevada did come away with the huge win, winning by thirty-three points.
0: Right, and I think you know, players like Jordan Brown, Corey Henson, Jazz Johnson, getting a a lot of these minutes now can only help the team, especially when we're playing teams like Wyoming and, you know, the kind of the bottom of the table um, Mountain West teams. I think Jordan Brown did a phenomenal um, against Wyoming, you know, six points, six rebounds. The only thing that I was kind of um, looking at as to for an improvement would be the, you know, the three turnovers and the three fouls. But I think it's just, you know, he's young. He's a freshman. Um, He's Still getting used to the college game, and I think it's just kind of developing to you know not turn the ball over, not get those personal fouls. And um, I, I think he's just going to kind of develop into that role.
1: Look, we're just we're at the end of the day, we're just nitpicking a te- right. six rings Wolfpack team, right. what they did to the second worst Mountain West team. But Nevada did a very good job on the defensive end of the so- uh, end of the floor. Uh, you, as we mentioned last week, you got to make Justin James shoot. He shot 0 of 7 from deep. He shot 4 of 16 from the field. So you you took out a big part of his game. Sure, he got to the line 11 times and scored 8 of those, but that's just 8 points. Uh, Nevada did a very good job forcing turnovers as uh, they forced 16 turnovers from uh, from the Cowboys. Justin James had 3 of those. So it's good to see that Nevada is keeping up the defensive intes- intensity. They, they even scored 50 points.
0: Right. Oh yeah, I I think our defense is the difference maker between last year's team and this year's team. Our defense this year is able to hang with a top um top-tier national contender whereas last year our defense was a weak point. We had to solely rely on our running gun, high-powered mm-hmm. offense. Whereas this year, you know, you see they had seven assists the entire game as a team, which is incredible for a, you know, our defense to hold them to. They had 19 personal fouls. They had um, 16 turnovers. They just seemed out of sync. Where the Wolfpacks' defense was able to do that to them, Justin James doing, you know, having a horrible night um, from uh, shooting the ball. So it's just, it's just what our defense does to teams. It locks down their uh, main scorer. It makes them feel uncomfortable as well. So I'm excited to see this defense play deep into March.
1: And although you, you mentioned the increase in defense, the offense still has not gone away. Right. This is the 22nd best offense in the nation, averaging 82.5 points per game. No other team in the Mountain West comes close. And this is a Nevada team that only allows just above 60 points. They average 65. They give up 65.9 points per game, which is uh, 40, 46th in the nation. So fairly good on both ends. Uh, this is a Nevada team that you expect will come out, play with a lot of energy, play with a lot of hustle, not turn the ball over, have a lot of assists. You can look, expect the paint touches, passes. And this is a team that we're looking like the sixth-ranked team in the nation. We're killing the teams that we're supposed to kill. We're beating the teams of the, of in the in the upper echelon of our conference.
0: Right, and I think that's what a lot of people don't really understand is this is one of the best Nevada basketball teams we have ever witnessed. You know, this is kind of like history in the making. So where to to have a team this um, well-rounded to where not only can they score the ball, arguably maybe not as well as last year, but they are incredibly well-rounded and their defense can outperform last year um, tenfold. So it's interesting to see a team that is both um, really talented on offense and defensive end to see – you know, where is the end point for this team? How deep can they go? Because now we're looking at a really special team who's doing um, things right, both offensively and defensively.
1: You're right. This Nevada team is on, is, it's on a different level because you, the offensive intensity, this is, a, this is a team that has 19 double-digit wins. And that's, insane. that's incredible. This, out of 24 wins, they've won by double digits in 19 games. Uh, So, the intensity is there. Uh, Nevada's also on a pace that we've never seen before in the mountains. They're on pace to have the best Mountain West season in the Young Conference's history.
0: Right. Yeah, I think they they have a lot of uh, history to prove with this team, you know, how far they can actually go deep into March. But, yeah, like you're saying, just in the Mountain West standards, I don't think we've seen a team dominate like this in a really long time. So, it's, you know, it's kind of fun to see them run the table against other Mountain West teams who have beaten us in the past. You know, it, it sucks losing to a San Diego State. It sucks losing to the team down south. This year, it's, you know, it's our turn to put the beat down and, you know, look at the other school. Like, yeah, it's it's uh, it's nice to beat you guys.
1: But looking, just looking ahead of the stretch, Fresno, San Diego State at, at Vajas Arena, yeah. tough. Fresno, they've always hung around with Nevada. Uh, they've beaten us in the past. Uh, Nevada Southern... It's a rivalry game. You never know. Uh, Utah State, second in the conference. Air Force, they held us to twenty points and a half. So they're, they're, there's concern for that. And then senior night, San Diego State. So they're all they're all tough games coming out. You never know. Air Force plays a really good zone defense. Uh, we saw what happened in that first half of the game when when we beat them on. When we when we beat them when they came to Reno, so it's, it's the stretch isn't easy for the pack. It's not like we got San Jose State on the schedule or like why another game with Wyoming. I think this is what uh, Nevada. This will be what Nevada's uh, test to see if they can come out unscathed. But looking ahead, Nevada travels to sunny San Diego, Manning Machado's new home, uh, to face the Aztecs. This game is Wednesday. 8 o'clock p.m., CBS Sports Network. This is a tough game because the Aztecs are playing their best basketball of the year. They've won three out of the last uh, – they've won four out of the last five. Their only loss came to New Mexico. They lost by 13. But they have closed – they have a win versus Utah State, win versus Colorado State, and a win versus Boise. So, But the one thing I'm seeing and looking at this is the games are close. So I don't know – This is a Nevada team that can score, but there's something about playing at San Diego State. Nevada has only gone to San Diego and won once, and that wasn't with Eric Musselman. Eric Musselman has yet to win in San Diego. This is a San Diego State team that sure looks different, but they killed Nevada in the Mountain West Tournament. They blew out Nevada when Nevada was in San Diego last, so there's always that concern.
0: Right in San Diego, um, they're crazy about their basketball team. That stadium fills up, and especially the sixth-ranked team in the country coming there is—it's going to be a sellout. It's going to be huge. I can already tell. You know, San Diego State also scare, always scares me. Um, we we face them twice in the remaining schedule. This is the first game of six difficult games. I am throwing Air Force in there just because of what happened last time this is a stretch that's going to be difficult for the pack and it's going to really going to test us going into the conference championship or the conference tournament seeing what can we actually do against you know six really top um really good teams in six really hard games so it'll be interesting to see you know going into the conference tournament how if we go unscathed if we go with only one loss or if these final six games proved to be something else Wednesday is going to be difficult going into San Diego State will be will all, is always a task Musselman knows that yet to win there so it's I'm excited because I think we can uh, we can take it to him and we can get that uh, win but they are playing their best defense or, or their best um, their best team player right now so it will be interesting to watch
1: Obviously a player to watch in this game is Jalen McDaniels, the five star he was a five star recruit. Yeah. He's a he's a sophomore now. Uh he's he's averaging seventeen points a game. Um he's the fifth he's the sixth leading scorer in the Mountain West. He's only had one game where he hasn't scored above double digits. So obviously he's gonna um he's gonna be an impact player. Trey Porter is gonna have a definitely gonna have to step up on defense and probably the East 6'10", and they're roughly the same height. Uh, but I can see Nevada going with a plethora of defense, whether it's Trey, both Trey's, or even J.C., even though J.C. doesn't have the height. But I do think it's important to stop Jalen McDaniel because like like what happened with Wyoming, you stop Justin James. It kind of seems like the the rest of the offense isn't there. That's how San Diego State is. Jalen McDaniel is also the fifth, uh, fifth-leading rebounder in the Mountain West. But also, if Jalen McDaniel is stopped... Another player to watch is uh, Devin Watson, who uh, who had a very big game in the Mountain West tournament when Nevada did lose to them. Uh, Devin Watson's third in the Mountain West in assists, 4.4 4 a game. And he's also a pretty good three-point shooter, Se- made 66 threes on the year, shooting them at a 40% mark.
0: So I, I think I think that uh, the Jalen McDaniels is that matchup against whoever we put on him is going to be incredibly important. I say we go with Trayshawun Thurman. That's just my opinion. I think he's one of if not the best defensive player on this team. I think he matches up perfectly with him, and he can shut him down. If not, we can go with the other Trey Trey Porter. He's proved himself to be a beast on defense, just absolutely clearing the glass, like you said it will be it'll be interesting to see if we can shut down their main guy and I think we can. We've done it to South Dakota State. We've done it to virtually every single team we faced, and we've shut down their main score to where they're kind of their offense is reeling and kind of questioning on what they're gonna do. So I think we just shut down their main guy. Our offense comes out hot like they have been, and I think we take it to them. I think I think we beat them by at least double digits.
1: See, in, that'd be nice. But in the in dating it back to the NCAA. Uh, so, March 9th, the Mountain West Tournament, uh, Jalen had 17 points, 12 boards, 4 assists on 6 of 8 shooting. So, he's shown flashes of what he can be. Right. I But I do think that, obviously, this year's team is much different than last year. We got height. We got depth. Uh, e- even, I think there's a chance you might see Jordan Brown play defense on him. I, I don't know. But it's going to be interesting to see how Nevada comes out, guards their best player. Uh, other player to watch is Nathan Mensah. He's fairly good shot. He's, he blocks about 1.2 shots per game, which is fourth in the Mountain West. So, if he's going to be able to create havoc at the rim, it might might uh, cause some problems for the Wolfpack.
0: Right. Yeah, I I agree, you know, but that's like you were saying, it's something different than we haven't had in the past, which has been our height, our ability to cover the glass and truly make people adjust their shots or get blocked because of who we have in the middle. Last year, we had no height and teams took advantage of that offensively and we relied on our offense to get us out of games. Whereas this this year, we have that height, we have that advantage down low to alter shots and to really affect teams offensively so i think while mcdaniels has had a really good pass against us and while he can go off offensively i believe our defense will be just too much for them to handle and uh we take care of business
1: you say nevada by double digits. i'm gonna say it's gonna be a close game nevada uh it's it's tough obviously traveling to Vegas or another yeah, one of the best home courts in in the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So I think Nevada does uh it's it's a close game. Nevada doesn't win by double digits, but it'll be close. I think the Pack Musselman Eric Musselman will get his first win in San Diego since uh probably his time probably since his time at University of San Diego. I don't know about that one, but uh we move on to Saturday's game the 23rd. Nevada does come back home after a quick two-game road stint to host Fresno State, 5 o'clock tip, CBS Sports Network. Now, this is a game Nevada won by 10 the last time they met. Uh, Braxton Huggins had 20, had a very big game for the Bulldogs. He had 25 points. Uh, the Pack shot really poorly in that game. They shot 38% from the field, 27% from deep. But this is a team that sort of found its groove over the last six, seven games. Since the Air Force game, as we mentioned last week's show, those impressive numbers of scoring above 80-plus points. And I I do think that this is a Nevada team. These are two teams that can run. Right.
0: And Fresno State usually, you know, they give us a run for our money. They're a good basketball team. They're third best in the Mountain West right now. They've won their last four out of five. The only reason they lost was to Utah State, and that was by one point. This is a good good basketball team. So – this is something that's going to be a game to watch out for. I, I believe it's special because there's going to be a retir- uh, jersey retirement. I believe as well uh, against no, Fresno a, State. No,
1: that, I think it's the 27th. The Nick Fazekas' jersey was, uh, I believe, oh, the 27th. Dang. It. So that's that. We got to wait till the uh, UNLV game for that one. But it is special because it is it is also the whiteout game where students is, and yeah. other fans will be getting free shirts. Uh, so that's great to see but no the physique is uh the physique is jersey retirement is the uh, the 27th
0: gotcha no i I, th- I still think this is an incredibly important game fresno state's a good basketball team we can't we can't come in there um you know if if we get that w against san diego state we can't come in there complacent we have to go in there and take care of business because they're they're a good basketball team who can give us a run for our money we've seen it every year um, so yeah, I'm, I think it's gonna be a great game, but I, I again think the Wolfpack are gonna finish it out and get the W.
1: Look, they've come to they've come to uh, Lawler and beaten us, so I do think Nevada has to be a team that has to focus. You can't look ahead. Uh, Nevada has to focus on every single game at hand because it can't afford another slip. Because another loss probably puts Nevada out of a top ten, which then proves the doubters wrong that Nevada although it shouldn't be a six seed. And then it probably would drop Nevada out of like top five seed, which which would mean Nevada doesn't get their home court location uh, for the tournament, which would be crucial because although Pac's fan PAC fans travel, I would love to see what PAC fans in the Bay Area, San Jose first round matchup at the NCAA tournament is like, I feel like that could be a match and environment like Grand Canyon was when we face them in Phoenix.
0: Right. Yeah, I agree. They're, the fans for Wolfpack are amazing. They travel to almost every game. They're always out there cheering them on. But I think if the game is in San, San Jose, um, the first round, I think we're not only going to see families and diehard supporters of the pack, but we're also going to see a vast amount of students and people – that um usually can't go to far away games are able to go to the games in san jose and on the west coast because of this high seed the the only way we get that high seed in the tournament though is if you're i mean you're correct if if we don't lose another game the if we lose another game i could see us slipping out of the top 10 slipping into a deeper seed into the in march and eventually you know not getting that san jose spot uh it's it's a really interesting to watch and i I think we can get there. We just you're right, we can't lose another game.
1: Nevada is one of the one of very few teams that have stayed in the top 10 yep. the entire year. So, we can't afford this. Um but looking ahead at March March is just a few weeks away bracketology. ESPN which released on Tuesday has Nevada as a fourth seed facing Vermont in the first round in the Midwest region and the same the same kind of mostly the same for the CBS one which released on sunday i believe fourth seed midwest region except facing yale in the first round so not 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 the premier destination although we'll get the san jose region but you'd obviously like to nevada to be in the west because the west goes through anaheim and i feel like there'd be a ton of pack supporters uh, in anaheim rather than the midwest region which is in kansas city
0: Right, that that San Jose Anaheim um, matchup would be huge for Pack supporters. Would be huge for the Pack team in general because every game they play will almost be like um, a home court advantage. It will have a lot of Pack fans, and it will have a lot of you know momentum. And you
1: don't, you don't have to worry about East Coast time, right? Just, yeah,
0: right. It would just be overall. It would be better. It would make the games easier for the pack if we could go, if we could go the San Jose Anaheim route. But uh, something to know, which would be interesting, is if you know if the bracket came out tomorrow, we started March Madness tomorrow. We have that Vermont matchup. We could be seeing that uh, twelve uh, uh, that four twelve matchup against Arizona State if Arizona State beats Louisville. That's something you know. Regular season matchup we might see again in the tournament. There's a lot of teams that uh, we faced in the regular season. Who we seen who we might see in the tournament, which could be interesting.
1: You're, yeah, you're right. Nevada. There are three teams. Uh, it from the looks of it now, and from the looks of studying the brackets, it looks like three teams are gonna make it. With one of them being a bubble team. Uh, obviously, pro- more than likely, Chicago, Lowe, Chicago, and San Diego State are gonna win their conference, but. Arizona State is one of those teams that's kind of on the bubble. Uh, they're the 12th seed right now, but they they haven't looked good since they played Nevada. This is a team that's really struggled, and
0: I, I frankly, I don't
1: even know if they're going to make the tournament.
0: Right. They have to keep winning in the Pac-12 to make the tournament. And they're, they just don't do that. They're definitely on the bubble, right? They're just really disappointing Pac fans because, you know, we want them to keep winning for our strength of schedule, and – for them to get in the tournament, that'd be huge for us to uh, to play another team, you know, that got into the tournament. But right, it's it's hard to uh, wish for a team to keep winning when uh, they're not winning to begin with. So it's they definitely have to keep winning the Pac-12. I think they just upset Washington um, last week, so they they definitely got to keep winning the Pac-12 to you know get on the right side of the bubble and make it in March.
1: This is this is an Arizona State team that faces no more ranked opponents. They face they face a somewhat fairly. I wouldn't say easy schedule as the Pac-12 has been down. They got Stanford, Cal, Oregon, Oregon State, and Arizona. These are teams that aren't haven't looked good all year. So maybe Arizona State does well, gets the tournament. Yeah. Maybe they maybe they do well in the in the Pac-12 tournament, but the Pac-12 sucks.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Pac-12, you know, for the first time in a long time, is looking for like a you know, one, maybe two bid conference, which is crazy to me.
1: It, it would be interesting t- that Washington team, obviously we've noticed Nevada did lose to them in the pre-exhibition game. Sure, it doesn't count. But it'd be interesting to see um, how Nevada would face off against them n- now. We know Nevada is used to zone defense. We know the offense has gotten better. Three-point shooting has gotten better. So it'd be interesting to see how Nevada would face off against a Washington Second time around, you know what to expect. Uh, Nevada's seen a heavy amount of zone since since that matchup early in October,
0: right? And this kind of goes along the lines of you know how that argument of how would the pack do in the Pac-12? You know, I think Nevada would win the Pac-12. I agree, and I I, and I think we would beat Washington. You know, if we played them two more times, I think we beat them two more times, or two times, Um, just because of how much better our team has gotten since we lost to them in the preseason when the pack lost to new mexico a lot of people were asking if that was kind of like their wake-up call and a lot of players said our wake-up call was when we lost to washington preseason it kind of let us know what we needed to work on we needed to work on our zone offense we needed to work on this and that and i think if we played them again we'd be fired up and i i think we'd beat them if we played them twice i think we'd beat them twice this is this is a much improved pack team from when we played them before
1: Sure, I think the Washington game was a wake-up call. Yeah. But I do think the the, the the turning point on the season was obviously the Air Force yes, second half. I agree,
0: yeah. Uh, but
1: this is a Nevada team, as we've mentioned. The the resume just doesn't... There's nothing Nevada could have done. It doesn't help that BYU is a team that's not very good. B, we, BYU is a team... We came in talking about how they've averaged 20-plus oh, wins each of the last few... They'll get to 20 wins, but they're they're not going to win the wcc obviously gonzaga is light years yeah. ahead of them but they're sitting they're they're a nice they're a nice 18, 18 and 10 on the year so but that's a team like nevada, they don't get talked about when nevada's good wins
0: right yeah I, and that's a, that's the problem is nevada doesn't have a lot of quality you know good if not any great wins you know USC was, an, well, usc
1: was usc was a game that we thought Oh, yeah. we thought they were going to be a good team this
0: year, right? Not,
1: not so much,
0: right? We we stacked ourselves for a really, really good, uh, s- strong. Uh, we have a non-conference sp- schedule, but it just didn't pan out that way. And the teams we thought were going to do really good just didn't. We
1: have a sh- we have a strong non-conference schedule in the in the fact that we're strong for non-conferences, but looking at it from a national standpoint, right? We're not that strong. We're not as strong as Gonzaga, who plays you played everyone in the non-conference. Right. They've played Duke, they played uh they played Tennessee, they played just looking at uh, Gonzaga's non-conference. They've played a Big 12 team, a Big SEC team as uh Texas A&M. They played Illinois, Arizona, Duke, Washington, Tennessee, North Carolina. These are all really good teams in really big conferences and Hopefully, just hopefully, Nevada will eventually get to that level of where they can where they can get to that scheduling level.
0: Right, and I I think I think we're close to that level. It's just you know teams don't really want to play us because if the off chance they lose, you know that's a big loss losing to a mid major team. So I think the scheduling is coming. It will just be hard in a long process. I think uh, Coach Ruda and Coach Musselman do a great job with scheduling. They're looking and they're looking for the future. They're looking ahead to see what teams can prove best matchups, what can look, um, what the seating committee can look at best. They're all thinking about that kind of stuff. It's just whether those teams are going to want to play us or not is a different story.
1: We are wrapping up basketball talk. Make sure to come out and support the team. Tickets are very limited for Saturday's game at Fresno State. But we, when we come back, we'll talk about some baseball. we are back from break thank you guys t- for listening on whatever platform it may be whether it's itunes soundcloud or wolfpack radio we appreciate all the support uh, but currently, as we're speaking, recording Tuesday afternoon, Nevada, uh, Nevada baseball is currently in the middle of the game. 0-0, bottom of the first inning. Dalton Gomez uh, on the hill as the Wolfpack face UC Davis. We'll keep the, keep uh, keep it informed uh, as the game goes on. But looking ahead at baseball's opening weekend, hot start for Nevada, followed by a cool down on Sunday. But I do think – or was it Saturday? Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Um, but I do think this Nevada offense is proving that it it, it will be a po- this Nevada baseball team will be a positive this year. Uh, Nevada started their season off with an absolute destruction of a ranked team as they beat number twenty four Missouri State by a score of sixteen to four, which that which means now in baseball baseball has one quad win. Basketball also has one quad one win. So, good for baseball for getting their only quad one win out of the year. Uh, but over overall for the weekend, the offense has been there. The team just looks good. Uh, Nevada did come away 2-1. They beat Texas State 4-0. Struggled against Utah, but it was only one bad inning that really set Nevada back. It was the sixth inning where Utah scored five runs. But if it wasn't for that one inning, Nevada wins 3-1.
0: Right. Nevada Nevada baseball did great this uh, this opening weekend, absolutely blowing out ranked Missouri State. Uh, Ryan Anderson, our new Friday pitcher, uh, pitched five innings and only allowed four hits. Uh, Josh Congress came in, pitched two innings, gave up one hit, zero runs. I mean, our pitching has been great up until the Utah game. And then that Utah game, you know, if we don't leave 12, 12 runners on the bases, you know, that's a completely different game. So I th- I'm excited for this season. I think it's a great start for the season and it gives us a little indication of, you know, what this team is. I think I think this team's the real deal and I'm excited to continue to see him play. Yeah,
1: up up until up until the 6th 7th inning it was a uh it was a 7 to 1 game and then the right. offense just exploded for nine. 3 in the 3 in the 7th, 5 in the 8th, 1 in the ninth. Uh so th- it's just good to see that Nevada's explosion you had uh, very big games from uh, Jay Bird, Jalen McLaughlin. Oh. Uh, two, he had one for five, but he drove in four RBIs and scored two runs. So, very good. Uh, you had home runs galore. Tyler Bassetti, Caleb Foster, Jalen McLaughlin, uh, Keaton Smith all hit home runs. And it was great. It's just great to see that the offense was there, the offense was producing.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I, I agree, you know, Caleb Foster, McLaughlin, I think these guys are going to have, you know, Zamora, these kids are going to have huge seasons offensively. We,
1: we saw these kids have
0: huge years last year. Right. And you know, it, they're just going to keep building on that and not only is our like our offense clicking in all c- cylinders we have a freshman who got drafted by the Texas Rangers last year, and now he's pitching for us. You know, he pitched out, pitched a shutout his first game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, our, not only is our offense clicking, but our pitching looks like it's something to you know be reckoned with. So I, I think our baseball team is is really looking up, and I'm excited to see how deep they can go, man.
1: Yeah, if it wasn't if it wasn't for uh, Jordan Jackson, the Wolfpack the Wolfpack pitching staff only gave up one run. As you mentioned, Ryan Anderson struck out six in uh five innings shane gustafson struck out two in his one inning twerk he pitched the ninth um so it's, it's good to see that nevada the pitching staff we we had questions who would take over the friday role of no, uh, mark novicheski uh, from the looks of it ryan anderson is going to be that guy we've also had concerns with the bullpen from the looks of it we're okay moving on to saturday's game uh we beat texas state for nothing as he mentioned Owen is his college debut, he went seven innings, seven innings, shut out baseball, only line three hits, struck out three. So that's very good to see. Yep. The offense, there again, uh, it looks like Nevada has its leadoff hitter, Josh Samora. He went three for five, three RBIs, including a home run. So it's good to see that Nevada is showing up, especially early, because we we've, we've talked about this. Nevada struggled last year in their non-conference schedule, but then really turned it on. But I think if Nevada keeps it up for the entire for the entire time, the the Wolfpack can be a team that eventually gets ranked and then hopefully makes the NCAA tournament.
0: Right, and that yeah, that's that's the goal to make a regional for the first time since two thousand. And I think this team uh, has their that's that is the goal to get there, and I and I think that they can do it. It's just whether they can close it out, whether they can continue to keep playing at this level because we see how they can play, but it's whether they can continue to perform at that level is is the real question and I think that the two kind of question marks that I have is one the bullpen who has been great as of late as of you know the beginning of the season but we'll just see if they can continue to close out games and if we continue to leave base runners on the on um you know on the bases it like against Utah we left 12 uh players on the bases we can't we can't keep doing that so it's whether we can, you know, bat these guys in and if our bullpen can keep it up, this is gonna be a special season.
1: Yeah, Nevada. It's also kind of concerning in the in the second game. Nevada had five hits, three of them by Josh by Josh Zamora. I it's great to see that he's hitting the ball. You'd like to see a little bit of production elsewhere. Uh you had Marco Valenzuela draw two walks. So Nevada's doing a very good job, although it might not be hits, they're getting on base. Texas State committed two errors. It's so good to see that Nevada Nevada is finding ways to get on base. Looking at the third game of the night uh sixth uh, third game of the weekend, Nevada did lose 6 to 3 where they did drop five uh five in the in the in the sixth inning. It started out with a double, a wild pitch, and then the the floodgates just opened. It's it's not going to be easy when uh you have you start an inning Second batter of the inning, you have runner on third, nobody out.
0: Right, and uh, like I said before, it was it was a matter of us closing out innings and leaving people on the base uh, on the base paths. We can't be leaving twelve runners on uh, on the bases. You know, we we bat in just a couple of those, and it's a it's a completely different game because we only lost six three. Um, We see McLaughlin and Foster, I mean, having big games again, both having ribbies. We have three hits for Josh Zamora again. So, you know, kind of the big three are kind of might be starting to form a little bit. But let's see if the rest of the team can start uh, getting bats to balls and batting in some of these runners.
1: Yeah, it doesn't help where Nevada, um, they didn't struggle that much. They only struck out five times, but it's like, it's, it's just, they got up early and then, they were up two nothing, and then that one devastating inning, and it's like you're not able to come back from that one. It's like kind of lose all momentum, all hope. Like, oh, this is like it, it's kind of hard when you like you think you're cruising for the first half of the game. You're up in the top of the si- you head to the top of the six, up two nothing, and then the floodgates just open. Nevada did had had more hits than them. It's just like uh, just inconvenient moments that kind of I uh, screwed Nevada.
0: Right, and in baseball, you get a lot of these games where, you know, you probably should have had it, you probably should have won, and it slips away from you. That happens all the time in baseball, and it's just one of those games. You know, Uh, T.J. Bruce said after the game, it was, you know, great weekend. Just one got away from us, Um, and that's all it really was. It was a great weekend. Um, That last game was kind of a hiccup. I think we played great even in the loss, and, you know, I think it really hinges on – uh how you know our season started great and if we can continue to play with uh how well we started
1: and i think and i think that over time you're going to see who who the bullpen guys are looking at the first two games uh Shane Gustafson faced 10 batters allowed one hit in three innings of work struck out five uh Josh Congress had a busy day uh he also he pitched in both games three innings of work three hits he did allow one run but he did put in some good work over over the time and and I think that just we'll see who who gets the work especially with the bullpen
0: right I think right now it's either Gustafson or Congress um the last couple games we've seen Congress kind of set up Gustafson in a way uh Gustafson has come out to close I think it was both Missouri State and Texas State so that is something we could continue to see is Gustafson as our closer uh, I know T.J. Bruce talked about early in the season kind of Maybe having a committee closer, uh, closer by committee type of situation, but you know as the season goes on, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if we see Gustafson and Congress kind of taking over those late game roles.
1: Yeah, it's all. It's also we haven't been in a situation yet where there's a close game and right. you need it. You need to rely on the closer. Right. Sixteen to four, you're not going to use no. it. Four nothing, a little not really dicey, but and then right. the loss. But looking ahead for this Nevada baseball uh, team. As we mentioned, they're in UC Davis. Score is zero zero, top of the second. But after UC Davis, they head to Long Beach to face uh Long Beach State in a three game series, uh Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This is a Long Beach State team that's they they've been a team that's pretty much been good at baseball, pretty much for as long I they're they're an they're pretty good. Actually, no, never mind. They're 0 and three. They got swept by Florida. I was thinking of a different team. Uh, but Long Beach is 0 3, so maybe Nevada can take advantage and um, add more to its wins if it has a very good weekend. That has a very good weekend this weekend, and then when it faces Washington State, it possibly could be a ranked Nevada could be a ranked team.
0: Right, I agree. Uh, Long Beach State. I mean, they did play third ranked team in the country, Florida. Yes. But um, I, I completely agree. You know, losing three games in a row isn't good for any team, no matter who you play. So I think the I think the Wolfpack can go in there and continue that uh loss streak they do play uh san diego before us so maybe they will get that first w but um yeah i think if we get that win at uc davis today and then keep going into next weekend it'll be good momentum to eventually go on to pay, play um you well, know washington state so it'll, it'll be interesting to see
1: yeah and i do think this is this is the long beach uh this is a team that nevada look it's I wouldn't say it's facing adversity right now, but it showed it faced a little bit of adversity in the middle of the Utah game. Like, like you sort of, may, sort of were able to come back a little bit with we six to two, drove in an extra run. But I do think this Nevada team has the offensive capability, like what we saw in the Missouri State game. We can drive in a lot of runs, and I think with the pitching staff being the way it is, it will be a very good, will be a very good team this year.
0: Right, I agree. I think I think we can get a couple wins against. Um... Long Beach State, they like you said, they are a good baseball team though. They they always have been a a, a pretty good baseball school, so it will be they're, interesting. They're tough
1: in the Big West,
0: right? And so it'll be interesting to see how how we do against them. Um, you know, uh, how we played against Missouri, Missouri State's a good uh, indication. Then we should have a fun weekend.
1: Yes. Um, moving on, we're gonna take. Actually, no, we'll, we'll combine this. Uh, uh, we're moving on to softball. Softball had an okay weekend in. They traveled to Houston, Texas for the Houston Classic. They lost um oh three nothing to Nichols State and uh four nothing to Houston. Uh this was the game um on Fridays. Saturday they turned it around, uh, beating University of Louisiana at Monroe three to two and then beating Nichols State two nothing. But then Sunday they did lose six to three uh versus Maryland. So it just seems like the offense isn't clicking this year. L- reading the scores, they're being outscored 28 to 14 this year.
0: Right, and it's not like we are getting blown out. We're going to the we're getting played against these teams that are completely destroying us. These are close games that, you know, you know a couple bats hit differently, you know, a couple hit hits there and here and there, we we win the game. So, I I don't think this is anything to kind of hang our heads on. They did a good job winning at least two games out of the the games they played and um you know it's something we can build on and look forward to within the games coming up
1: yeah but nevada has been shut out in three out of their seven games yeah so the offense isn't clicking but you've seen like last year we saw julia jensen uh throw a lot of innings in her first year she's someone taking a step back kendall fritz freshman uh is one and one on the year 3.86 era not bad 21 innings she struck out 34 batters which is really great but it's just although the pitching's great the offense somehow needs to needs to come along like your leading hitter for Nevada is batting 350 which isn't which is great for 7 games but other than that you're having your next your next highest hitter is 273 with it's it's just you'd like to see the offense come along Nevada's hit three home runs on the year opposed to opponents of it six so you just like to see numbers get a little bit better. You'd like to see more runners get on base, and eventually that will turn into runs.
0: Right, I agree, and we, like you said, I'm just total agreement. the The defense is there. We see that through the low scores of the games, but like you said, getting shut other out. Other than
1: the other than the one where they got mercy. Right.
0: There. Yeah, but you know, seeing that uh that lack of offense efficiency is is kind of dis uh, disheartening. You're right. Only having um one person bat above 300 isn't the best to see so i'm in, i'm interested to see if we can get our bats going and our offense going cuz once you know once we do get our offense going and we start hitting the ball then i think it'll be it will be a bright future for this softball team because of how good our pitching is
1: yeah and i and so nevada now um takes a trip to they travel to the bay to or to northern california to face the in Face off in the Libby Matson Classic, which takes place in Stockton, California, Nevada. As uh, two games Friday, uh, where they face Oregon State and Cal Baptist, and Saturday they have two games: Cal Baptist and University Pacific. Uh, I think Nevada can get away with three win, three wins. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I could see him winning three. That Oregon State game is going to be hard. Um, that's going to be a hard game, but yeah, three. Three wins would be a successful weekend for sure for this softball team. Um, more, more so, just getting in work. Um, you know, trying to get our bats working before we start. You know, going into the real bulk of our season. Um, you know, hopefully, we can get our offense cooking. And I, I would say, squeaking away with three, three wins would be great for this team.
1: This is an Oregon State team that is eight and two in in the, in their season so far, but they are currently on a two game losing streak. So uh hopefully nevada nevada is able to come away with at least three wins you'd be successful hopefully nevada can find its offense get in a groove and then uh then hopefully the offense continues uh towards the rest of the season
0: yeah i i agree i think you know i think it's just we're waiting on our bats that's all that's all we're doing for the really our bulk of our season and um I think it's going to be good. I think we're have a good season just depending on what we did just off of what we did last year. Um just building and I'm excited to see how they do and later going into the season.
1: Yeah. Um looking uh before we head into the final break, we have a score update from UC Davis as C Van Blake, I don't know his first name, hit an inside the park home run with two outs. You hate to see that. But hopefully Nevada can come back. It's still the bottom of the second. It's early. We'll keep you posted uh, as we get closer to the end of the show. Um, But, yeah, we're going to take a quick break and jump into some uh, football news, which have developed over the past few hours. back from break um we have some uh, football news that have developed on tuesday afternoon or tuesday morning says so tuesday afternoon first piece of news which was broke this morning around nine thirty this morning uh nevada adds a jackie ship to the d-line uh coaching jackie ship uh was a first-round draft pick um for the miami dolphins in 1984 played six seasons in the nfl as a linebacker and then he was uh coached college he played coached uh missouri oklahoma arizona state uh he he knows coach norvell through the uh when he was at oklahoma he was uh that he was at oklahoma for 14 years so it's good to see nevada uh add former pro players to go co- to coach their d-line uh, i think this was a big hire
0: yeah not not only just ex-nfl players in general but Someone that has so much experience at the college level as well, um, you know, fourteen years at one school is incredible. But not only there is just everywhere else he's coached as well. Bringing some someone with like like that on our uh, coaching staff is a huge get just because of the experience itself, um, and building on an already much improved defense just from last season. Bringing on another defensive mind and a defensive um, you know person will be huge for our. Football team, um, especially after losing defensive pieces, but after you know just making great strides last year on defense, um, will be will be interesting. I think it's a great hire for the f- uh, football team.
1: Yeah, and uh, in the press release okay. announcing the hire, Coach Norvell's like said, um, Jackie has recruited and developed some great NFL defensive linemen. Um, Norvell, Norvell also as he also has coached some of the biggest games in college football. So uh, Jackie Ship is a great addition to the Wolfpack staff at Oklahoma. He coached Gerald McCoy, uh, who's an All-Pro D tackle for the Bucs. so it's good to see that Nevada's hiring uh, people who've coached at these big, big-time programs, um, like Oklahoma, where we've seen we've seen Nevada get a lot of uh, rec- co- uh, coordinators from big-time programs. Angus McClure was formerly at UCLA. Obviously, Jay Norvell. Coach at Oklahoma, Matt uh, Jeff Castillo, West Virginia. So it's good to see that Nevada's uh, filling out the coordinators where we had coaches gone from.
0: Right, and uh, coaching a, a place like Oklahoma and having such experience at big colleges not only gives you you know a wealth of knowledge, but also gives you experience coaching and like what you said that those big game experiences to where Nevada's kind of starting to look at you, you know we're a team that could start playing in these big game um, type atmospheres and these these big games to where they want to start making a name for themselves so having coaches that have coached in those big game um, circumstances and those have been around to coach during you know multiple championships you know Oklahoma's been at the top of the top of the country uh, football wise for years so it's it's good to bring in that type of experience to where you know they've coached in the big games before and they can they can coach Nevada in the big games as well.
1: Yeah, moving on to the second piece of news. It was announced uh, this afternoon that uh, Gabe Sewell uh, is taking his name out of the transfer pool. Yeah, he put it out. He put his name in the transfer pool, I think, in December. Yes, but he released a statement today saying, "Every kid has a dream of playing on Saturdays in a Power Five conference. I gave up the dream of playing in the Pac-12 because I believe that Nevada's that." the bigger picture is in Nevada for me. So it's great to see uh, Gabe Sewell come back. He comes back to uh, a somewhat depleted linebacking core, losing uh, Malik Reed. You lose Nephi. Nephi played kind of a hybrid safety linebacker. Yeah, Uh, But it's good to see that. Well, obviously Malik Reed was the big name in the linebacking core. But it's good to see that – gabe comes back and will be a kind of a he will be a leader on this defense
0: right it's a huge gift for this defense um as we've spoken about on, on the show this deplete this is a depleted defense with a lot of stars that were you know core to nevada's defense last year leaving this uh gabe coming back gives us such a great experience great leadership great talent for this depleted defense that is was kind of on a down downward slope. Um, Lucas Weber was also granted uh, was granted a sixth season of eligibility which is huge for the defensive um, side of the ball another linebacker that's able to come back and lead the team um, on his sixth year. so this is this is a great great piece of news for Nevada's defense something to build off of and just give leadership for this young core of you know the young core of guys that is going to be behind him now because of the depleted defense.
1: Yeah, and I think I think Gabe will definitely help uh, Jeff Castile's defense, which was really good last year. Really good, yeah. Um, But wrapping up today's show, we just want to make sure uh, we just want to tell you guys to obviously come out and support Wolfpack sports. uh, Women's basketball is a game. Uh, The Play for Pink game uh, Wednesday Wednesday night uh, when they face San Diego State. Come out support the men's team uh, Saturday when they host Fresno. Uh, but one final baseball update, middle of the third, UC Davis is up one nothing. Nevada just got picked off multiple times in one inning. I don't know what's going on in this game, but we will see you guys next week.